Welcome back to Yang Daily. I'll be your host, Alex Cheney, bringing you all the Yang news you need to live your life right. A little bit shorter episode today because I had the great honor of being selected for jury duty. Yay! Would be nice if that honor extended to providing shelter from the rain as we all waited outside the courthouse for a full half hour of processing this morning. Maybe even, like, don't invite everyone all at the same time when you know it'll somehow take a minute per person to get through security. But nah. Also, do we really have to do this at 8 in the morning? I didn't need to see for myself that the clock actually cycles through that number. I had faith. Uh, but such is the life of a public servant. Anyway, between jury duty and helping my parents with medical issues, the podcast schedule may get pretty touch and go for the next couple of weeks. Bear with me. Quick shout out to our tier 3 patrons, Shay Meehan and Nathan Stankowski, as well as all our other patrons. You keep us all informed and engaged. If any of you out there want to join these advocates of humanity first and independent journalism, head on over to patreon.com slash yangdaily. It would only take a couple of bucks a month from each listener to keep this podcast and community going and growing into the future. Now on to the news. It appears the hammer has finally dropped on CNN news anchor Chris Cuomo. He has been suspended indefinitely for improper collaboration with the political campaign of his brother, now disgraced ex-mayor Andrew Cuomo, whom he regularly reported on, or didn't, depending on circumstances. Not happy times for the Cuomo family, nor for political or journalistic integrity. Not a great time for the U.S. in general, as COVID deaths have now hit 800,000 on their climb to the inevitable grim milestone of 1 million. Though, honestly, at this point, it's just the rate that matters, as there's no reason to think that the death count will ever stop going up. We've proven we lack the rationality for that achievement. In all the pain, deaths, and hospitalizations, and even strain on the labor force, Something often overlooked is the orphaned children left behind, anywhere from as few as 1 in 750 white children to as many as 1 in 168 Native American children have lost a guardian to COVID. Usually taken in by more distant family, the most common struggle for those new caregivers? Money. Seems to be a problem that just keeps coming up in everything, doesn't it? If only we could solve it. If we can't manage to protect ourselves from disease, the least we could do is see that our kids have enough money to survive after their parents are needlessly sacrificed at the altar of human stupidity. Anyway, Treasury Secretary Jeanette Yellen gave a speech praising the CTC reform's 24% reduction of child poverty in the month after the checks first went out. She should have gone with the almost one-third reduction chartered a month and a half out. Either way, absolutely a step in the right direction. It won't be good enough until it's a 100% reduction, but even this step is not secure. If the child allowance is not extended, the improvements will end just about a month from now. That is unacceptable. Make sure Congress knows it is not an outcome that they personally can afford to accept. In media news, Yang has a new essay about political narratives replacing policy and empiricism in the U.S., he riffs off the latest readings of the Consumer Confidence Index polls, which have Democrats rating the economy at around 90, independents at 70, and Republicans a distant 40. That difference of 50 between Democrats and Republicans is a historically grand chasm, but which has become the new norm over the last few years. 
who's optimistic and who's pessimistic swaps depending on which party is in power, but the gulf remains. For reference, back in the 80s, the difference was usually less than 10. It's just one example of political echo chambers subsuming reality as each partisan gets a different polarized story about every event. In his article, Yang cites Michael Grunwald, who reflects one of my greatest fears in writing, quote, the appearance of governing is just as politically powerful as actual governing because most Americans now live in partisan spin bubbles that insulate them from facts on the ground, end quote. And Yang adds, quote, passing laws, solving problems, and measuring impacts don't matter as much as arguing for your version of reality with aligned media outlets reinforcing your preferred narrative. We imagine that the two parties will wage a contest based on policies and how we are doing, Instead, the argument itself is replacing governance, end quote. It's terrifying because it means that even great policies like the child allowance, stimulus checks, carbon dividend, universal health insurance, even UBI, may not be able to break the hold of partisan tribalism on our democracy. Although I'm pretty sure a true UBI would make a pretty hefty dent in it. Even if one side were doing empirically great things and the other sabotaging those efforts, it might not change the votes much if each side only hears what they want to hear, remaining willfully ignorant of reality. It amounts to a massive disconnect between what our politicians actually do in office and how they are treated by voters. This is why it's not enough to simply promote a single policy like UBI, universal health care, or whatever else. We're suffering deficiencies in general welfare, democracy, and information, and they cannot be separated. They are intertwined. Without a strong democracy, politicians don't execute the people's will. Without good information, voters can't make informed decisions. Without both, we can't improve general policy. This is why it's so important that we find solutions for the root causes of both tribalism and propaganda. Finally, exciting news out of Catalonia, Spain. They have announced a two-year basic income pilot in an effort to move past highly conditional welfare programs which have largely failed in the face of the pandemic. The pilot will provide an unconditional monthly payment to 5,000 residents who will be a representative sample of the Catalan population, meaning it will test true universality. This may be the first pilot that we can call a UBI pilot instead of just BI. It's hoped that it will begin in 2022 and has been heavily influenced by direct collaboration with Guy Standing. A public event to discuss design is scheduled for December 20th, so remind me if I forget it, because we're going to want to follow this. And that'll do it for today's Yang Daily. Bookmark and share Yang's essay and the Catalonia UBI pilot. Flood Congress with calls, tweets, faxes, and letters using the easy volunteer contacts below. If you need help, consult the Income Movement Aid Database, the Mission Asset Fund, or United Way. And don't forget to Yang Daily.